How are we all, gang? Is everyone okay? Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, been having a nightmare with connection this morning, but I think we're there now. I think that we were there at one minute to. I was like, oh. It looks really miserable where you are, Liz. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Proper> depressing. <laughs> right, I'm just going to make him. Um... Come, Liz. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> yes! Oh, I'm so excited for you, Mark. So, so excited. You took the plunge. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Co-host. Right, Laurie, I've made you co-host. Um, I was just wondering now if we can pin Mark. Right. Okay. Laurie, do you want to share screen when you're ready? Yeah, sure. Then, uh... Mark, I've just muted all, so you might want to unmute yourself, just so it's um, like clearer. So just to welcome everybody, and this is Mark Aston. Mark is from Indigo Greens, and he's going to be going over three points with us today about purifying our life. Just three things that are simple that we can do within our life. So first of all, we're going to um, just... Laurie, will you share the um, one of the images? Just letting some more people in, is that? Okay, welcome, Mark. Hi, guys. Hope you're all well. Um, thanks for joining. Um, Liz, come and stayed with us uh, for a week to see our new baby out here in Costa Rica. And we had an amazing time. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot from Liz, and I think she learned some things from us as well. Um, so she just thought it'd be a good idea. Um, if we could share that with the community and she speaks very highly of you all and I want to say well done for taking the plunge and investing in yourself and wanting to be your best self um, so yeah Liz has asked me if I can just share a few of the things that I kind of went over with her and just some things that come up in conversation um, and I'm more than happy to do that I think it's important uh, just to stress that you know um I don't want anyone to feel bad if they didn't know any of these things and something they've been doing. You know, we are um, we are basically, you know, we make the best decisions available uh, in regards to the level of information that we have. And if it is something that, you know, you feel that you've been doing and you want to change, you know, it's, it's not bad, don't worry. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's information and knowledge is power. So the more we know, um, the more we can grow and, the better decisions we can make um, with that level of information available to us. So yeah, definitely. It, I didn't. I didn't know any of this. I didn't know any of it. I was just like all the time. I was like, Mark, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me. More. And I was like, you tell everyone else. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I've obviously I've been on a journey um, with, with Indigo Greens, and I've always been keen 
to uh, improve my health and wellness in any way possible. Obviously, you know, opening Indigo Greens again was a great catalyst for that and a lot of things, you know, we looked into and, you know, Patty's book that she's wrote has got some good tips in there as well um, for purifying your life and basically just making more informed decisions. So the first one is BPA, uh, also known as bisephenol A. Um, so basically BPA is a toxic chemical and it's found in plastics. So a little bit about where BPA come from. Um, it was actually found in 1890 by a Russian scientist and it was created as a synthetic estrogen. So we all know what estrogen is. It's, it's a female hormone. Um, but obviously, you know, our bodies, I think something we need to go back to is all this. Our bodies are absolutely wonderful mechanical machines that are just miracles in how complex and intelligent they are by design. Um, so what you don't want to do is obviously kind of mess with them hormones. But yeah, BPA was created as an artificial estrogen, um, you know, over 100 years ago. Um, it then started being used as a one of the compounds made in plastics. And as, as we all know, plastic has become more and more prevalent over you know, the last 50 years. I think it's um, half of all the plastic that's being created was created in the last 50 years, which you know is, is quite shocking, really. It shows that it's um, exponential. It's being used exponentially across the world in, in various things. And it... Plastic as a whole is it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing, and it's it's got a lot of positives. It's revolutionised medicine. Um, it's made cars and aircrafts, you know, um, a lot less detrimental to the environment by making them lighter and using less fuel and less pollution. And you know, there's a lot of good that can be said for plastics. So that's why we're here um, using a lot. But I think now where we're at, we've realised that we've created a bit of an issue, and you know, there's a lot of um, studies that, that are trying to come away from so much plastic use um, because the first thing they've been, you know, they've been autopsies done lately and for the first time um, people have found microplastics in the lungs um, and in their organs as well um, which you know is obviously not, not how we were designed and it's not living with nature um, but yeah because BPA is basically an artificial estrogen. It mimics the effects of estrogen in the body. Um, it can have real effects on, you know, anyone who's pregnant, you need to really avoid it. Obviously, we've, we've just given birth to our, our daughter a couple of weeks ago and we come out here to kind of be more present and just make sure we're looking our, after ourselves and most importantly, mother and baby um, to give them, you know, the best opportunity. Um, and obviously something we're aware of was this. Um, the sad thing is that BPA is found in mainly food containers, yeah. So plastic food containers, um, water bottles, babies' bottles, um, canned foods as well. Um, it's prevalent in there. Um, and what I'd like to say is if you didn't know about this, do your own research and look into it a little bit. I don't want to, you know, scare anyone um, because, you know, I'm pretty sure that we have used product with, with BPA and so it's not like you're going to drop there, but obviously it's about making the best informed decisions and limiting your intake. Um, because BPA is an artificial estrogen, it has had a lot of links to breast, ovary and prostate cancer for obvious reasons because they're hormonal cancers. 
Um, it affects the quality of eggs um, in mothers to be, and also the DNA structure um, in fetal design. Luckily, well, not luckily, but you know, um, on a positive, a lot of companies now are advertising and showing that they are BPA free. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my water bottle here. Can you see that? Yeah, sorry, I can't um, see my own screen. But it says BPA free on here. And you will see this in a lot of um, reusable um, water bottles now. And obviously, when you're looking for one, that's something to look out for. Um, what I'd say is single use plastic water. I don't know if if they have got it in, if every bottle, obviously, every uh, brand's different. But I would say it's going to be more prevalent in your throwaway disposable ones because it's so cheap and easily produced. And, you know, um, something we've done out here, you know, when we first come here, we, we were buying bottled water and um, because, you know, it, it, I do feel like it's a necessity um, not to be drinking uh, treated water. Um, but what we've done is we bought a water filter and it's just a big clay filter and we pour our tap water in there filters it through the clay and then we fill our reusable bottles up also when we've been to shops and we've bought juices or smoothies and we've got a glass bottle you know we, we keep them glass bottles um and i'd suggest you know everyone doing the same really i mean glass you've know, got a whole cupboard full of glass bottles <laughs> and jars i was like what's this for like start our tubs yeah, I mean, people might people might have seen me walking drinking a, a jar of water um, and think, what, what are you doing? But um, I don't really care. Um, it's just about obviously looking after ourselves. And glass is, you know, a traditional um, material. It's natural, it's organic, and it doesn't have any of these man-made chemicals in. Um, it is more costly to produce, which is why more and more companies, are, you know, we're using plastic. But I do think the time we're in now, I really feel like there's a there's a conscious awakening and people are looking at you know the diets the lifestyles and also what they're consuming and that goes to products as well so um look out for bpa free um what i don't know is what they're replacing the bpa with and bpa free it could be uh, something else which could also have effects so if possible i'd always advise glass um one of the things um that bpa actually does it prevent removal of chloride in the central nervous system? Okay. And excess chloride in the brain is one of the key drivers for dementia. Um, that's being proven. And again, all the advisors look into this yourself, do your own research and make informed decisions. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Has yeah. anyone got any questions about BPA before we move on to our next point? Like for me, it was just look for BPA when I'm buying like a bottle. That was my take from it. And like use glass containers when I can. That was that was my take. Does anybody have any questions about it? What was the last part? Sorry, I missed um about the dementia. I missed what it was that he said at the end. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, no worries, Nabia. It's um so BPA prevents so the, the, the artificial estrogen. It gets into your central nervous system and it prevents the removal of chloride, which your body um, naturally does. Your body removes chloride from the central nervous system just to keep it functioning. Yeah. And excess chloride in the brain 
is a key driver of dementia. Um, as I say, okay. you know, have a little look, make some notes and, and look into it yourself. But yeah. um, the research is there. I mean, what I'd say is you will see that the FDA, uh, the Food and Drug Association, will say that BPA is, is safe and um, it, it, it's classed as okay. Don't want to get into the politics of the FDA and uh, what I, I think of them. But, you know, what I'd say is don't look at your first Google search. Have a little look deeper, look into different sources and, you know, make your, make your own informed decision. But what I'd say is if we're now seeing um, a lot of companies advertising BPA free, why are they advertising it if it, if it is safe? Yeah. You know, it's a big driver. You might pay a little bit more, maybe a pound extra for a water bottle, but I'm sure we all agree, you know, um, health is wealth nowadays and investing in, in your own health, well-being and, you know, um, mind for the future is is going to be worth a lot more than, you know, a couple of pennies yeah. here. And oh, thank you. Thanks, Mark. Well, Okay, um, Laura, can we switch on to the next one, please? Aluminium. Okay, so aluminium is actually um, the most abundant metal on the Earth's crust. So it is in a lot of places and there's different forms. It's not, not just tinfoil. Um, there's a lot of different aluminium that naturally occurs, like all heavy metals. And again, you know, when, when we realised uh, we can use aluminium, um, just like plastic, it was wondrous. You know, it keeps things hot, it, it keeps things cool, it, it reflects, um, so on, you know, it, it's great. But it also comes with its negatives. And I think this is one that not, not a lot of people um, may realise. Um, one of the key areas that aluminium is, um, is in antiperspirants. So me and Liz had the conversation and there's a difference between deodorant and antiperspirant. So deodorant is deodor, so it deodorizes. So basically it masks any smell. And what that does is it, um, it perfumes it, basically. Antiperspirant, again, if you break the word down, it anti-perspire. So it stops you sweating, which... May seem good at certain times, and you know, for the lifestyle that we live, we, we don't want to be covered in sweat and stuff. But what I'd say is, again, you know, going back, our bodies are absolutely miracle machines, and um, we sweat for a reason. It's not just uh, an inconvenience; um, we actually sweat as a form of detox. Um, and I think Liz is going to share a story later of um, a ceremony she done, and you know, she was sweating. And the ceremony she done was a, a lot about detox. Um, so sweat is an unnatural um, way of detoxing toxins for the, from the body. It, it's, you know, obviously when we're doing sport, we're releasing uh, and we're building a sweat up, we're getting it out. And the reason we feel good when we, when we work up, work out and um, get a good sweat on it because we've got rid of them uh, toxins and free radicals in the body, they come out and it makes us feel good because we're clean and fresh. Um, and I think sweat gets a bit of a bad rap, if I'm honest, um, because sweat is your, your way of taking out the toxins from your body, but it naturally is actually odourless and colourless. Um, but when you mix it with aluminium salt, 
which when you do and you use antiperspirant, it says it stops you sweating, but it sweat is there to get out and it's gonna look for a way out and it'll find a way. When you mix it with aluminium salt, that's what can give yellow stains and also an odor. Um, so since coming out um, to Costa Rica, I mean, I, I haven't used antiperspirant for years, if I'm honest. Um, but since I've come out here, obviously it's a lot hotter than the UK. Um, and I don't even have to do much and I'm sweating. Um, but, you know, there's not really like any any bad odor there. And, you know, I can take my word for it, obviously, you know, um, <laughs> as the people that me, but really, I do have a clean diet, and I do think sometimes if your diet's not too clean, like you know, um, if you've got flatulence as well, it's about what you're putting in your body. When your body's then releasing that, it, that could have an odor. But if you, you know, if your diet's clean and you know you're you're drinking a lot of water, you're flushing yourself. So when sweat comes out, it should be odorless. Um, I'll, I'll go to the gym and and not put any on because I want to get that sweat out and I know I don't offend anyone um, with the smell. Um, but obviously, you know, shower two times a day as well just to, to keep cool. Um, but some things about aluminium. Um, so there's various ways that we take it in. Um, it's ingested, which again, you know, can, can come from tinfoil. Um, so I know Patty's done some research on this when she wrote the book, the Indigo Green's cookbook, and said about switching from not using uh, foil um, on your food because it can it can, can actually leach into the food and traces can be found in your body which is just not good to have um, sorry metals in your body um, but you know aluminium can kind of care naturally in foods um, and then low concentrations it's probably not, not the worst thing you know we, we do have a lot of minerals in our body but what you want to do is obviously limit your intake because you're already taking them in. You're already inhaling them. You're already absorbing them. But you want to limit your intake. And again, um, as Liz has got on the screen here, a lot of companies and even your big brands now are advertising zero aluminium, um, which is always something I'd look for. I mean, I use this and obviously the writing's in Spanish. Um, but you can see here, 100% um, mineral, no aluminium. So this is um, basically a, a deodorant, and this is like a roll-on. Most roll-ons won't won't have anti um, won't have aluminium because they're not antiperspirants. But I do I have heard that there is now antiperspirants with no aluminium. Um, again, aluminium is a neurotoxin. That okay? I'm going to start with putting the grass. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. I'm gone. Sorry, I was um, on mute. Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. Yeah, so aluminium is an um, and again, it affects the central nervous system and it can accumulate in the kidneys, in the brain, in the lung, the liver and the thyroid. And some, some diseases that have been linked to um, excess aluminium consumption are Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, um, which is obviously, you know, really um, heavily linked to your central nervous system, response system. Um, breast cancer, um, this is especially something I've seen a lot about because um, you're putting antiperspirants here, you're blocking the toxins. You're, this is one of your main lymph nodes when you get sick. And I think you know most women will, will, will know it's connected to, to your breast tissue. So if there is ever anything, it's it's these lymph nodes that you're looking at that are under your armpits and obviously clogging them up 
is going to cause a backlog. Um, but also bone disorders and autism have been linked to um, excess aluminium consumption. So what can we do? So first thing, obviously, look for um, deodorants with no aluminium. Really important. Um, advise anyone to do it. Um, obviously, detoxing and kind of getting rid of any... Um, Clean your diet as much as possible, you know, and eating whole foods, fruit and vegetables, drinking lots of water. These are all things that are going to naturally cleanse your body so that when you sweat, you know, there's no odor. Um, what I'd say is if, if you eat a curry, you know, with natural spices in, that's not the worst thing to eat. But you will smell it coming out of you in sweat um, because it, it it's pungent and these, these are herbs. It's your body's way of like releasing them. Um, but you want to just be looking for, you know, your best, cleanest antiperspirant um, deodorants, really, but no metals in. Might also say, um, I know there's a lot of a lot of people offering them, um, heavy metal detoxes. Um, and I mean, I'm not sure how different people are, are doing them and marketing them, but I know chlorella is great um, for breaking down heavy metals in the body. Um, also, milk, milk thistle and vitamin C. Also great things to help you release the heavy metals that are prevalent in your body. Because, you know, what I'd say is I don't want anyone to, to worry and to be scared. Like, I think if you, if you live in a toxic world now, you know, humans have been here a long time. And since the age of industrialization and, you know, mass produce, you know, and the need to produce things cheaper and cheaper. And all the great things we've got now um, that are provided to make life more convenient, it all comes at an expense from the air we breathe to the water we drink to the, the products we're using. And, you know, even um, the manufacturing processes um, and like the pollution that's released, you know, we're absorbing all these things. Our bodies are we're made up of, you know, pores basically, and we absorb everything. So um, don't worry about anything you've done in the past. You know, we're, we're all on the same planet and we're, we are all taking these toxins in, but it's about making the best choices possible, limiting your intake and choosing one thing over another because it might be more beneficial for you. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's it for aluminium. Can I Liz? I said Anna thank Liz. you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. I just had to switch places. Like 20 people started coming around me and we're talking. I was like, oh no. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, yeah, that was a big take for me with the deodorant. It's just something small on a label that we can look for, you know. It's just that having our, our awareness, isn't it, as well? Um, has anybody got any questions to ask Mark about that before we move on to the next one? No, we're all good. Mark, oh, could yeah. I just ask a question? Um, it, yeah. this isn't, it wasn't about the um, the deodorant one because I, I, I knew about that was one I did know about. But you know the BPA you mentioned it's yeah. in um, it's in cans as well. I wasn't aware of that. So say somebody got I'm just I mean I don't drink it, but I'm with my kids do you know like Coke and fizzy oranges and all that. So if they have cans of that, is BPA in there? You know what, Mo. I honestly couldn't tell you what it's in and what it's not and who uses it and who doesn't. 
But I think maybe like a Google search might tell yeah. you. I mean, I don't yeah. think they're actually, um, they're actually, um, they have to tell you because they're telling you about the ingredients of the drink. So I'm pretty sure yeah. that they don't need to put it on the label, um, which I is a, a And shame. the ones that don't put no BPA, don't they? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's I mean, a selling point. I don't, I'm, I'll look into it. I mean, I will look no, into yeah, it. No, yeah, I'll, I'll but, Google it. I just, yeah, I just didn't trust us. But, the, you know, for me, but, um, the sad thing is that it's, it's all food and, and drinks containers. And, you know, I think Tupperware was known for being notoriously bad for it. I think it's more like your cheaper, cheaper stuff. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's not in canned drinks, but um, I, I did say canned foods from, like, the research I've done. But I couldn't, I couldn't give you that honest answer. But I would say look into it, maybe just a few Google searches and see what companies are are using it. Um, but you know, there's just glassware possible and um, something else we do, which kind of ties into um, to that, is if we have any jars, you know, we go to a market and we buy jars of peanut butter or you know things like that, and we just wash the jars out and keep them, and then when we cook our tea, we've got you know some. We had a chili last night and we got some left over. We just put it in jars and put it in the fridge. Um, obviously, you know, that's to be used in the next couple of days. Um, but then what that does is it means we limit. Because we used to go out and buy Tupperware containers. Yeah. And then recycle our glass jars and then use the Tupperware for food. Yeah. And it's kind of like there's no recycling out here in Costa Rica. It's very, very eco-conscious and eco-friendly, sustainable. But there's no recycling service. Um, but a lot of the people say we use over recycle, and that's basically you know even recycling um, has a big impact on the planet as a whole. You've, there's a whole process that has to go to that. People collecting it, people taking it, the sort, and you know, and then they're breaking down and making it into new products, um, which is not something I ever really thought of. But you know, I think being out here just opens your mind a little bit, and we just we, we use all our glass jars, and why not? Yeah. You know, we've been gifted it. A, a great natural material that's being sculpted into something so we, we use it where possible yeah thanks Mark that's great yeah it's an not easy one isn't it to put stuff in glass jars rather than Tupperware I'm like you recycle the glass and use Tupperware and all it, it but again it's just you know um, companies who sell them you know it, it, they're there to make money and that's what it that's the thing in the world like all these, there's a lot of, you know, products that were here 100 years ago and there's more people now. Like the population's growing and people need jobs and um, so then people come up with products and, you know, create a company and then they, their jobs to make money. So they market things and encourage us to buy things. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. So next we have EMF. So when I visited Mark and Patty's, I've seen that they had something over the babies like like the, the hood of like a chair and I was like oh that's nice like thought it was you know like a little bit of jewelry and Mark started telling me what it was and I was like sorry what and then I'd look and whenever like they'd have phones outside they had this pyramid thing there which I'd sort of minute which Mark will tell you about now um but there was and then I seen Patty was looking for some sort of blanket. But the, the biggest thing that stood out to me most was we were sitting outside and Mark and Patty have got two plants either side of their door. They don't have their Wi-Fi box inside their house with it being 5G, with the baby which Mark will tell you about. 
and outside one of the plants is shrunk and one of them is like fully grown like evolving and I was like wow look at that and we were looking and it's the one where the um, wi-fi router is so yeah let Mark tell you more about that okay so EMF um, the electric magnetic field so we are electromagnetic beings have a charge. Everything in the world has a charge. Um, electric, which is up, and magnetic, which is down. And it's about balancing that field. Um, do you ever meet someone and just feel their energy um, and feel that, you know, a really happy person, a really positive person, really driven? Or sometimes you can feel people who are, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum and you can be quite down and we can say, you know, they're in a low vibration at the moment and things that are going on. Well, I'm sure like a lot of you have heard of an aura and we all carry an aura. Basically, what, what that aura is, is our electromagnetic field. And that is a sum of, you know, what we're taking in and what we are. And, you know, we know um, everything has a charge, basically, from, you know, um, the food you eat to furniture you sit on to um, your thoughts. Everything, and I know Liz has probably covered this in other aspects with you, but everything carries a charge and a vibration, um, and it comes from the electromagnetic spectrum, um, and there's different frequencies. So we have a little diagram on the bottom of the screen, and um, on one end, you've got like radio waves that are quite um, shallow, um, and as you can see, you get, as it goes, you get more and more intense. Now, on the yellow section, uh, that's visible light. So what that means is that's what we can see. And I've seen different diagrams. I actually think that's a little bit bigger than it actually is because what we can actually see from the whole electromagnetic spectrum is 0.5%. And we can see from UV to infrared. So, you know, you can see UV lights um, and you can see infrared. Obviously, you know, work better in the dark. Um, but then anything other than that, we can't see. Um, now, it doesn't mean that it's not there. So obviously, you know, going past infrared, you've got like microwaves. And then I think on the other one we were looking at, I think mobile phones are after microwaves. And then radio waves. And obviously radio wave, you know, is a long wave, medium wave. And that, that's exactly what that is. If we go to the other end, you're looking at x-rays and then going into gamma rays. I don't know if anyone's heard of um, gamma rays, but as you can see, the wavelength um, is more intense. It's more, it's sharper. Um, and the sharper that these are, the more they can penetrate you um, and have an effect. So I'm sure everyone's been for an x-ray before. Um, and, you know, x-rays, marvellous. You know, they've done wonders for the medical industry and, the, you know, they are a necessity in life. Would you want to get one or two every single day? No. Um, and the people who give x-rays might notice that they wear protective clothing and they stand behind the shield. Um, and that's because exposure to that kind of radiation is not good. Um, you might have also told you to be careful after you've had x-rays. Um, I don't know if... Um, but basically, you're, you're radioactive. After the next day, you are. Um, and, you know, if at the end of the day, if you broke your leg or twisted your ankle, you know, 
it's a necessity. You, you need to diagnose them. You need to see inside, and it's a great invention. But if you want to overexpose yourself, gamma rays are the most intense. And uh, this is basically chemotherapy. Um, and again, you know, not here to talk bad about chemotherapy. It's done wonders, and it's sort of saved many people's lives. But there is obviously a risk, and I'm sure everyone's aware of that. Um, and the reason for that is because chemotherapy kills cancer cells, um, but it also kills blood cells because it's so powerful. And I'm sure, you know, nowadays, you know, everyone's aware of someone who's had or is, you know, um, currently got cancer um, because it is so prevalent. And I take that back to the, the toxic world we live in, you know, um, say a couple hundred years ago, cancer rates were really low, um, if at all. And the more the more toxic we're becoming, the more things we're creating, the more we're inhaling, the more toxins in the water, you know, the more prevalent it's coming. And I think there's a lot of a lot of a good um good movement now about being strong um when people are being diagnosed because it is so common. Um, when I was in Indigo Greens, I helped a lot of people. Um, a lot of people come to us, and whether it was, you know, the family, um, the, the parents, the sometimes children. And it was, for me, um, it was, you know, it was tough to see, but I became very aware of of the, um, the, the number of people who were suffering from this. And these were people who wanted to um, turn the lifestyle around. So they come to us primarily for um, diet. For changing the food sources, which you know I'm not going to go into now, but I'd be happy to at another time. Um, but I'd end up I spent a lot of time with people um, and just sharing bits of education and giving them links. Um, and we also had a number of products which could help um, naturally. So I wasn't really planning on going into this, but just now, if if anyone is um, feeling that you might know someone or you want to reach out, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to talk privately with anyone and, and give some advice for some things to look into. And again, do your own research. Um, but chemotherapy is gamma rays, and it, it is great. It, it is wonderful, um, but it needs to be taken with precaution, which is why people can become really sick after chemotherapy. And it's something that everyone has to make that decision and balance themselves, um, whether they want to. And I know there's a lot of people that don't want to, and I know there's a lot of people that feel you have to, but it's something to look into. Um, so microwaves, okay, so let's just go back to the microwaves. They are on the safe end. Um, they're not going to um, kill you because they are quite a low, low um, electromagnetic charge and frequency. But we don't use microwaves for the simple fact of, you know, we eat really uh, good food, whole food produced by nature, grown with all the, the vitamins, nutrients, and minerals needed. Um, so we don't like radiating them um you know they are convenient um but they're not a necessity you know there's something again that's only come in the last half century maybe um and they're not they're not needed uh what they do is they, they basically um couldn't hear you then sorry yeah um Microwaves, where did you get up to? Did you hear about, a little bit about them? Oh, no, I heard mostly just the end bit that you, the end oh. bit that you said, then it went silent. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, for us, I just feel like you're, you're nuking, you know, basically radiating the nutrients out of 
the, the great food that you're eating that's being provided by by mother nature you know um nature by design is is amazing like you don't only have to look at like the plants the trees the flowers and the whole ecosystem of you know how it works with bees pollinating flowers and then you know how it all like intertwines and the fact that we can just grow our own food and you know i think being here in costa rica you really appreciate when food you get it it's really fresh um which you know and always depends where you live um, some things you know we want to eat food from all over the world but obviously when you eat food from all over the world it has to go through transition and transport so sometimes it can be picked and not be as ripe for that um, meaning that when you get it you probably haven't got as many nutrients in it um, so what it devised then is definitely don't microwave it because you're taking the rest of the goodness out of it um, I'm sure we all know you know microwave meals ready meals um, are not and not nutrient dense, you know, then they're not. Um, and you know, in terms of diet, you want to be eating whole foods, um, as cultures need to produce them. I mean, you know, for us, that was one of the key key drivers to move to Costa Rica. There's an abundance of fruit and vegetables that are grown here. Um, we're on the equator, but we also got a lot of rain, which makes it um, a perfect climate to grow. Um, and for us, that that's a really important factor of where we wanted the locate and, and to spend our time um just having a you can little always grow your own food can't you, can always yeah. grow your own. And I mean, there's a lot so of, there's many farm tables here it's a big movement as well um even you know in the uk and everywhere of you know eating local and i, I would advise it because um the soil is it's got the nutrients in for that particular climate um when you start taking food out of that and shipping it all over the world, you know, it's, it's not really where it was designed. Like, man gets involved and um, messes with things. Now, look, when I was in the UK and in the Gold Greens, we did avocados and we, we, we fly stuff in from everywhere. So by no means am I saying don't eat food that comes from different countries. But again, you know, eating locally and organic where possible. And I know, you know, food costs are going up in the UK and I understand that. And again, that was part of the reason why we did make the switch um, and I know it's tough I mean Indigo Greens we wanted to be fully organic we really did when we opened because we know the benefits um, and we just we couldn't we literally could not um, cost it and pass that cost on to the customer it would have just been beyond um, the, the reach of our community you know we wanted to make it accessible for people to go vegan and we had to weigh that up we knew organic was best but for us to then be only organic and vegan, we would have shut the door to a lot of people. And our mission was to open the door to put people to follow a plant-based diet. Um, uh, yeah, so that was just something we had to weigh up. Um, but if you can, if you're in a position to, and it's there for you, you know, going organic is obviously um, advantageous because you're cutting down a lot of pesticides. And just touching on that, um, you'll see a lot of people who are now celiac and gluten intolerant. Um, and that, that never existed, you know, 50, 70 years ago. Um, it really never, and it's becoming more and more common. And it's not the wheat. It's not the wheat that's the problem. It's the pesticides that are used in the harvesting of the wheat. So, again, you know, these are things that I advise you to look into yourself. Um, but people who suffer with gluten intolerances really do suffer. Um, it's not a great feeling, and it causes havoc meal prep that we used to produce before um, we 
cold. It was, it was all vegan and it was all gluten-free because we, we didn't start as gluten-free, but we seen how many people were coming saying, I'm celiac, um, um, I've got a gluten intolerance, but I want to be vegan. And I, 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 there's nothing for me to eat. Everything that's vegan seems to have gluten in. So we seen that there was a need for it. And for us at first, it was, it was a new paradigm. It was difficult. Um, and Patty will tell you that herself. For us to design a gluten-free vegan menu, but then once we become accustomed to it, we educated ourselves, we looked into it. It's not that difficult. There is a few things that are surprising um, that have gluten in, but it's just about making switches. And again, it comes at a premium, which really disappoints me, if I'm honest, that you know people get priced out of um, making the, the, the right choices for the health. Um, you go down the gluten-free aisle in the supermarkets and, and everything's at a premium. Um, and if I'm honest, it probably doesn't taste as nice because it, it's, you know, substituted ingredients. But for people who suffer, they are, they don't really have that choice. It's something you have to do. And, um, yeah, but again, you know, um, if anyone wants to reach out over that, Patty's probably better, better um, in terms of the gluten stuff than me. Um, but yeah, to go back to um, EMF, love a little sidetrack, don't I? Um, to go back to EMF, um, everything carries a charge, and you know it's just about limiting your exposure. So ideally, I mean, I do feel like I've become a lot more sensitive over time since I've become more aware of it, since I've changed my diet, since I've cleaned cleaned my vessel out. Um, you know, I still carry a mobile phone, and I spend quite a lot of time on it. Um, I run businesses from it. Um, I've got an iPad here. We do have Wi-Fi. Um, I did contemplate not having it because I didn't really want to. Um, but again, you know, it's the modern world. I wouldn't be here with with all you guys now and being able to pass this information on. And you know, we we like to stay connected. Although we're, we're here, you know, we yeah. I can see a question. I'll, I'll have a look. Can't see the whole question, but I will. Um, I will. I'll have a look at the questions and I'll get back to them. Um, but yeah, we, we want to stay connected to the modern world and we enjoy our technology and we enjoy educating ourselves. And the only reason we've got this information is because of the technology that we use. That's there. That's come from the internet. That's come from using Wi-Fi and mobile data. But again, to go back, it's about making the informed decisions, limiting your exposure. Mobile phones, um, what I'd say is... Um, they're needed to try and limit your time and um, try not to be on it all the time. Try and have time away. Try and, um, you know, what I try and do when I'm working um, is put my phone away in the drawer in the kitchen. I've got quite a long walk and I'll then have to get up and go and walk to get my phone. And that just that little inconvenience um, that can, um, that puts me off spending too much time on it. Um, and just limiting your exposure. But some of the things that Liz was talking about was, um, do you see this? I can't see my screen. You see, I don't know. You did, Liz. Yeah, oh, there you are. You're back. Sorry, yeah, we can see it fine. Oh, okay. So, this was something that we were selling in Indigo Greens. It's called Organite. And it's made up of crystals and iron filings. Um, and 
what it does basically it, it absorbs EMF um, and there's quite a lot of research on this now. Um, Organite is is great for it. Um, this was this was quite expensive. This was a gift from Patty, um, which is the biggest one in the shop. And um, we can also get small ones like this, and they're made into different molds. And I can put a link into people who um, who, who sell them. Um, you can get all different ones. You can get them and stick them on the back of your phone. And um, yeah, they're just good at absorbing EMF and stop us absorbing it. Um, also, a crystal called Shungite um, is a really good one. Um, it's black, and you want to look for raw elite Shungite, um, which is kind of like a, a rough cut, means it hasn't been processed too much. Um, but you can wear that on a necklace. Um, and yet they're out there. Again, I can put links to people who've got them. Um, some people carry little stones. Some people have protection on the phone. Um, I did have protection on my phone and swap phones and it's gone missing. So I'm a bit sad about that. Um, but I've got me got my crystal grid set up and we've got a thing over dangling over the baby's chair. And I also wear this. Um, it's called a memonizer. And not I'm not here to advertise this brand um at all. But I was given it, um, and they'd like me to be an ambassador for it. Um, they're a company, there's some distributors in Liverpool. Um, and I'm sure they're in other places in the UK. Um, but it's a German technology um, study over years, and the, it's backed by science. I did have a look into it. It seemed good. He gave me a wristband, which I probably, you know, I wouldn't have bought myself, but the fact that he come and gave me it made me look into it, and I thought, well, why not? Um, whether it's doing exactly what they say, I, I don't know. I don't really... Um, couldn't actually say I have a major like feeling when I've got it on or off, but at the same time, I'm sure it's not doing me any harm. But it's got technology in that basically um, reduces um, the EMF that you're exposed to and memonizes it. So, yeah, I can, uh, I can put links into all of that. I just thought, um, I'm, I'm gonna try and move this and show you the plants. Um, what I'd say is the one that Liz seen, I've actually swapped because of the effect it was having, and I've actually moved the router. So it's not as bad as it was when Liz was here, um, but it is still there. But we are blessed to have like a um, space which is an outside porch. So it means we can plug, it's got plug sockets. We plug our router in out here, which is still Wi-Fi, but it's not in the house. I feel like when it's in the house, it's kind of bouncing around. And I, I can't feel it when I go into somewhere um, and there's no Wi-Fi and there's no signal and I don't know if anyone's ever been and had a day in nature um, walked up a mountain been in the woods and had absolutely no phone signal but I'm going to say that I'm pretty sure that you, know, you felt quite good after and one thing I'd advise I mean uh, my friend um, who's running a digital detox program very family orientated and it's a digital detox, stay out in nature, but everyone had to turn the phone off and put it in a basket um, as we got on the bus. And, you know, the difference in the kids, um, it, it was great. You know, we weren't distracted, but also got out in fresh air, surrounded by trees, which, you know, trees have just have that effect on us. It's a, it's a um, reciprocal effect. Um, they, they breathe in carbon and give out oxygen. 
and be breathing oxygen and give out carbon for them. And it's just like, that's why it's so important. Um, and again, something to look into yourself. Um, so many, um, I think the average person needs around 49 trees um, for the oxygen that we require. So yeah, look into, look into these things and you know, educate yourself. I'm here to just kind of open the door and, and show you. But I'm more than happy to share some links. But I can't see my screen, so I think you can see it. But we've got, got this outside space. And Go down a bit more. I've put the router down. here now on either side, but it was here. Now, the plant that we first had by it was this one. And we actually have to cut some of the leaves off because they turned white. You were actually yellow like that. Can you see that? Go down, Mark. Can you see that? Go down. No, we we'll have to maybe now. Don't know where you where you are. You buy the chairs on the floor. There we go. We're back in the shade. <laughs> you're on mute, Mark. I don't know if you're talking, but we can't really see anything. Can see that plant now, but you're on mute. Oh, I do, I do apologize. I do apologize. Um, yeah, so this leaf, um, we had a couple of big ones that were by the router and they were like that. And I just thought, I just thought, why, why have we even got that plant there by that? Look what we're doing to it. And we've moved it and it's come back, it's gone quite healthy. But I swapped them, I've got a plant each side and I swapped them and I put this one there. And I had the router just there by it and then I looked and these are. Just seem to shrivel as well. Um, so I'll move the router to the other side. So hopefully that can make the difference and, and help the plants. But what I'd say is, you know, if it's doing that to plants, what's it doing for us? Like, again, we're not going to get away from it. We need it. Um, it's a necessity nowadays. But limit your exposure. And if you can put it out the way. Turn your, turn your camera down, Mark. We can just see the seats. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so just limit your exposure and do what you can. Um, again, make informed decisions. Maybe try the plant test if you want, but obviously it's a, you know, we care about our plants. So if you have got a plant by the root and it's not doing too well, might be the reason why. Um, and yeah, just limit your exposure where possible. And look into things, um, but I'm more than happy to share some links. Has anyone got any questions on that one? No? Okay, so, Mark, I know that you've got to jump off in just a few yeah. minutes because Patty's booked something for you. But before you go, will you tell everyone before I share my experience, everyone's going to ask me, and I don't know, what is Cambo? Okay, so... I'm going to, I will share it with you. Can I stay on? Because she's actually made a mistake, you know, Patty, like with times and dates. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going no for time. a bit and I, I really want okay. to hear it. And I'd like okay. to have some questions on it as well. Um, so Cambo, Cambo is a... You've gone somewhere, the sound? 
Oh, yeah, there you go, you're back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so Cambo is a medicine that comes from the Amazon rainforest. Um, it's an alchemical medicine made up of peptides um, and some alkaloids. Um, and what it's, it's been used for like hundreds of years in the Amazon by the tribes who live indigenously. Um, it's basically, it's the secretion from a frog. Uh, called the Philomedusa bullfrog. Um, so this frog lives in the Amazon, in the treetops, and it comes down. It's got no fear of humans, and the tribes basically they revere it as a sacred medicine. Um, just a little bit about the story. Um, this one of the most, the biggest tribes, the Matis, um, they come down with a plague. And obviously these people live in the in the jungle, by the jungle, and they eat everything that, that comes from there. Um, all their medicine comes from there. And they tried all the other plants that normally help cure things, and they couldn't seem to shake this plague. Um, and one night they've done an ayahuasca ceremony, which again is another plant medicine. Um, and it helps you connect to spirit, helps you connect to, to God, to source energy. And he asked the head shaman, asked what he can do to cure this plague. And he basically got shown a song. Um, the next day, he went and he, when I say a song, you know, this is like a, a tribal chant in Poland. He made this tribal chant in Poland. And these frogs come down. And they come down and they were just jumping all over them. But what they realised is they got this secretion on that other frogs don't seem to have. Um, and this secretion was used and applied. And what it does is... Um, it feels like it, you know, we've got we've got peptide receptors that basically seem like they're designed to work with this medicine. Um, what you do is it, it can enter you when it enters your lymphatic system, it goes through your blood system and works on anything that you might need. Now, um, I know people who've had cancer who've used this, not just solely this, but have had real good um, success with it, um, but also a lot of other chronic diseases, um, Crohn's disease. Um, you know, eating disorders. Um, there's a lot of a lot of disease, you know, this ease um, that is can come from mental pattern that's being created. And it can sometimes be, you know, I'm not saying that it's made up, but we, we can create disease in our own bodies. And Cambo has had a great effect working with um, mental, emotional, physical, um, and, you know, any kind of trauma that we might have in us. And I'm sure, again, something Liz has covered, but, you know, we're, we've all probably got suppressed trauma from our childhood and from our earlier life. Things that, you know, stressful situations that have occurred that we've, we've pushed down. And when these things are in us, you know, they carry a vibration, toxins, and by them staying in us, we can create this ease and we can go to work on organs and, and basically infect you um, in different ways. Um, but Cambo is just, it, it has, I mean, you know, something I'd say is if you look Cambo up, do some, you know, solid research, uh, because obviously there is, there is also kind of like a little bit of bad press, um, which I don't think is founded, um, but obviously, you know, when things go mainstream, which I do feel like it is, it can sometimes be to the detriment of the sacred medicines that have existed for, you know, under the years um, and being used for great, great things. But the Matsu tribe use it to clear bad luck. They call it panema. So when someone can have a, 
a dark cloud around them and it feels like it's always raining. They'll use Tambo and it, it does clear you. And I feel for me, um, it's helped me become more motivated, more driven, um, more clear-minded um, and just break patterns. And it's really good for treating addictions as well because addictions are um, mental patterns that have a um, But, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good practitioners um, now and it, it is becoming more popular. Um, I'm out here. Um, and best Carla. Uh, I'm out here sharing this medicine and there's a lot of other healers here and there's a lot of healers in the UK and in the Northwest and all over the world and the medicine is finding its way and it is healing. Um, what I'd say is it's not something that you do once and it cures everything, um, but it's something that you go back to and obviously Liz can share her experience, but it's, it's, a, um, it's a purgative medicine and it can make you... Um, it can bring toxins out in different ways. You can go to the toilet, you can purge, you can sweat. Whatever way of them toxins get being released from your body, it can do it. Yeah, I can, Shelly. Um, got a really good one. Liz, will I be able to access all these questions at the end? Um, yeah, there'll, there'll be a download. So I think so far there's just been a few links asked for and um, the link to the cookbook of where people can buy it from. Great. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's all. If for me, because you want to share, and I know I, I go on a bit, don't I? So, no, you I'll don't. You're passionate, and we love it, Mark. Everyone wants it. to learn about Liz's experience. So, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've just seen a, a post from Carla there. said she is at Cambo and she's been open-minded since it's cleared a lot and set it up for a journey. She's also stopped smoking after it. See, I think, for me, I've always been a little bit reluctant to any type of medicine, and that was because I believe, and I do believe, that we are the medicine. And I do believe that everything that we need is within us. And none of these practices should be a substitute for actually doing the work that we need to do. Um, and it was in my awareness quite a few years ago. And I wasn't in the place where I am now mentally or emotionally. So now being where, where I am at, at a state of inner peace, I wanted to do it to take me further. But I know that these medicines can be brilliant to pull you out of things as well. So a lot of people... Um, will go for different types of medicine and it will pull them from a space. Whereas I was like, I want to be at a space where I'm all right so it can take me further, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, my experience with um, Cambo was to bring things to my awareness that I wasn't aware of because I've sort of got to that place where you will all know it's all I do, isn't it? Every single day is work on myself. So I'm like, it's not in my awareness and I'm, I'm actually looking for things now this is a problem I'm like trying to get trying to trigger myself and get myself triggered moving it moving myself in different environments and different situations so that I'm purposely triggered so that I can work and I thought right well this will bring things to the surface for me so if you think you're that good doing the work going out camping well <laughs> I was like I was terrified at first I was really scared and I think like anything that we do going into the unknown, it's scary because it's completely out of our control. So, um, yeah, I was nervous. Um, as soon as we began, um, I had an instant like rush of heat to my head. And I was really, really, really hot. And I was like, Mark, take it off. Take it off, Mark. Mark, take it off. Like, you can't. Like, it's going into your body. But Mark and Patty set up a beautiful ceremonial space for me, which allowed me 
to really um, set me intentions and, you know, fall into why I was actually there and what I was doing it for. Um, so, yeah, it was to release, to bring up anything to the surface for me. Um, I went started with the rush of heat and then every which way that it could come out, it came out. Toilet, vomiting, sweating. I even fainted, didn't I, Mark? So it was... Um, yeah, I'm mute. Yeah, it was um, within 45 minutes now. I was Sorry. completely back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, no, no, you're yeah, fine. I started replying to the messages, but yeah, um, she's right. Yeah. Every, take it off, Mark. Take it off, Mark. But <laughs> I knew if it had took it off, she wouldn't have gone through the process. And it does yeah. feel strong. It does feel intense. But it doesn't last forever. And it's like like anything in life, you know, um, it is a challenge. It does push you. But ultimately, this, you know, no light without darkness. It's, only, it's only temporary and it passes. Yeah, yeah. So um, within 45 minutes, I was completely back to normal. But one of the main things that I took away was um, it brought awareness to womb healing that I need to do, which is now the journey that I'm on, which wasn't in my awareness before. So for the majority of the end of the time, sorry, I can't stop this lizard sitting there and he keeps going, lifting his head up. Um, to the end of the time, I was at excruciating pain, like cramps, like really bad cramps in my room. And I was like, what is this? What is this? Um, which obviously led me to womb healing, which is the journey that I'm on now. So yeah, I think everybody will get what they need and everybody's experience will be different. But what helped me to understand was it's not like um, psychedelic. So you don't like see anything or anything. You just purge in whatever way that that will be. And if there's something in there, we want to know, don't we? We want it to come out. Otherwise, it's it's in there. So, yeah, that was my experience. Has anyone got any questions? Liz, did you feel um, conscious? Hiya, you're right. Um, yeah. Did you feel conscious? Yeah. What do you mean? So were you like yourself as you are now, or were you? Oh no, I, I was know. out of it. Were you? Yeah. Because of the pain. So right. I had the, I had the, I had the pain, like the cramps as well. Whereas it's not. I know it has happened to some, to a few people before, but it's not common. So I was like paging, but I had the pains as well. But because the pain was that much for me, I fainted. But like I quickly come back around. I was only gone for a few seconds. Were you scared when you were in it? Like in the middle of it, or was? Oh, I was didn't it... know what was happening when I was in the, in the middle of it. I was only scared when when it was about to go on because I knew what was about to happen to me. Yeah. And I didn't do loads of research on it. Like I um, if I, I you you all know what I'm like. I follow my intuition, don't I? I don't like search things out. I think that's like quite control based and quite yeah. fear, quite a fear vibration. So I tend to if I get a download to do something and I feel like it's knocking on my door and it's in my awareness, I'll just go. Even like speaking on stage, when I speak on stage, I don't like to make notes or yeah. have things like, because it just tricks me. I, I, I want to go from what I feel inside me. I don't want to be like strategic about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it was, it was just, it had never, ever been, it never, ever felt for me before. Whereas this time it did. And obviously I was living with Patty and Mark and he was right there. And I was like, oh my God, if I don't do this now, I'm resisting it, which is worse. Yeah. This is it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, this is the time right now. Like, we don't believe in forcing things and we don't believe in, in resisting things. And I was like, I don't do this now. I'm so resisting this and that's bad. <laughs> so, yeah. 
But just on that, Liz, I mean, just on your question, I mean, I know what you mean, like you were out of it, but it wasn't actually out of consciousness, was you? You, were, you knew you were there and you, you felt you felt rough, didn't you? Like you felt like you were struggling, but you, you were still you. Oh, yeah, I was there, but I was I, I was in pain. I had cramps. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's like what you feel like when you when you have when you have that, and I know that's not normal. People will just purge, but I was doing both, yeah. like every which way. I was I was purging from every way. And I then, think it's not knowing. Yeah. What's then happening? I mean, what I'd say is, everyone's experience is different, but it is quite similar. That like you know your body's going to detox. Um, you're going to sweat, you could, might go to the toilet um, and you might you might purge. When you when you purge and you vomit, it, it doesn't look like normal vomit. It, you can tell it's toxins and we drink quite a lot of water just before just to help help it so you're not retching, so it's not too painful. Um, the fainting thing, um, it can be common, but it's the first time actually I've had anyone who's fainted with me. Um, and what that is, is just, it's the blood pressure. So as the medicine's scanning your body, it can make blood pressure just, just rush. Um, but I did go through that with Liz before, as, you know, part of the consultation and just said, you know, it's important that we, if we're going to stand up, take it slow. Um, but she was sitting down and she kind of just slumped and we just picked her up and, come on, Liz, you're here, aren't you? She come down. And then she need, she just wanted to go to the toilet then. Um, but I've... Slide on the floor. Up, I've probably done around 20 now. Obviously, I've done my practice. Yeah, well, I've become a practitioner. I've been working with it for the last, um, say, six years um, with a couple of different guys. And then I kind of knew when I was coming out here, I got a bit of a download doing some other uh, medicine um, that it just shot, it took me back to the frog, which I'd had years before. And I think now with, you know, Moving away from indigo greens, it was clear why. Um, and I do I feel a connection to it, but I've had some like really intense ones, and you know, uh, I don't know if I've still got the photo, but one where I literally thought it turned into a frog. Like my face, my lips swelled, my, my cheeks swelled, and Patty really thought it didn't look like me. And I kind of had jowls in my face, but what that is, it's you know, the frog connecting with you. Um, it was just a facial swelling and it, it really didn't look like myself. And that was probably the most intense one and a lot more intense than Liz's um, because it went on for you know, a long time. Um, but it's kind of like it works on different levels. And sometimes I've had them quite easy and quick and other times they've been a little bit deeper um, based on what, what's down there in, in you. Um, but I think... You know, it's uh, the medicine's intelligence and it knows what it needs to work on and it, it gives you what you're ready for. And, you know, part of like my initiation, we had to have um, three, three ceremonies in three hours. So it was on the hour, every hour. I, I ended up having around 30 points, which, um, you know, I wouldn't give anyone on the first time, but it, it has a lifespan combo. It, and I said to Liz, you know, Everyone's different. Some people might need three, some people might need five, some people might need nine. Um, it does depend. And it's not the more you have, the deeper it is. It's just about getting the, the balance right. Um, and everyone's got a threshold. And as the medicine starts working up, and this is where it's quite intense because it's scanning your body for what it needs to do. 
um, you feel it, and you know Carla can probably um, testify to this. You feel like you feel it coming on, and this is when Liz was saying take the medicine off. But then when it hits a peak, you kind of it goes to work, and that that rush subsides, and yet you can have pain, yet you can be purging, but that overall rush goes, and then the medicine starts wearing off gradually. Um, but what I'd say is, you know, the the deeper the process, the the, the deeper the healing as well. Um, Always wow. fascinating, isn't it? You feel different now, Liz. Do you know what I was saying Promise. this to Mark? I was saying this to Mark that I've been, you all know how much I've been doing since I've been here. I haven't really allowed anything to, like, I haven't given myself, oh, I'm doing this then and then this then. I've just been, as things are coming to me, I just haven't been resistant. Do you know what I mean? I've just been, like, moving forward. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of different things. So I think for me, it's going to be more like... Um, like an impact over the, over an amount of time, you know, rather than an instant thing. Yeah. I, I think for me, because I'm doing that many different things, I think like next month, I think, I think I'll be a completely different person and it will yeah. be a combination of what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? I won't, I won't see these subtle changes. I'm just going to see a big change. And I know that because I've done it before. Mm. I have completely like reinvented myself before by doing different type of work than this, but, yeah, so, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. And I, I felt fine 40 minutes, 45 minutes after. I was completely back to normal. I felt a bit tired, you know. It was a bit emotional. Put the video up, didn't I, where I was crying? Yeah. A little bit emotional, just letting go. And But that was all, like, me being scared as well. You know, like, you're scared to do something, and after you've done it, and you're like, oh. So were you glad you did it? Oh, a thousand percent. I'd definitely do it again. Would you? Amazing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, has anyone got any questions from on the hell? Has anyone got any questions for Mark? Is he coming back yeah. again? Are you coming back again, Mark? You're on mute. You're on mute. I, I am. I am. I am coming back. Um, but I'll be honest, I, I'm going to be pretty full, full on. Um, obviously, closing the business down and also getting our house sorted. So, um, I am back from a couple of days from the 18th um, to the 22nd. Um, I don't want to make any commitments because I really, I really, obviously when I first planned to come back, um, we weren't closing in the Gold Greens. Obviously we made that decision and I kind of don't know how much is going to be involved in there. But I was just sharing a link of um, the Cambo Practitioner Alliance which is where I do my training. Um, um, there's a list of everyone who, who, you know, all the practitioners who are on there. I'm on there as um, based in Costa Rica, um, but there is a lot who've, you know, come through and are newly, you know, newly qualified and experienced as well. Um, Claire, did you mean uh, back here or back to Liverpool? Back on the live. Back oh. on, yeah. Are you going to come back here, Mark? I'd be happy. I'd love to come back, yeah. You know um, what? You should see how much, like, ingredients you'd be good at, Mark. The, or the amount of things that they taught me while I was there. Just all these ingredients that are good for all these things. And I was just like, wow, it's like a new world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, no, I would. I'd, um, I'd like to. And, you know, I think um, Liz is on her journey. And I'm obviously going to keep in touch with her and see how she gets on. 
with some of the other work he's doing, but I'd like to more than happy to jump back on him. I'd like to talk about plant medicine if it interests anyone. Obviously, I'll let Liz tell you the um, you know, feedback to Liz what you'd like to hear about. But I'd really like to share about different plant medicines. I've I've worked with quite a lot over over my time and um, I feel, you know, quite experienced as in, you know, to, to give people the basics on them. Um and yeah, to cover some of what, what I think they, they do and the benefits and that's all I'd like to. Mark? Yeah. Um, quick question, Mark. Um, is it like happy? Is 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 it this, is that similar? Is that plant medicine? I don't know much about it, but uh... yeah. So happy um, is actually you know happy is works hand in hand with cambo. I mean it's it's something that um, a medicine I carry all the time to do me cambo with, and I, I said to Liz about um, I might need to use it if she becomes a little bit stuck on a process. So for anyone that doesn't know, happy again is uh, from the Amazon. And it's a blend of different uh, plants and herbs and, and they're basically made into ashes and it's taken via the nose. Um, but it's basically, there's, there's um, you know, even like tobacco. Tobacco was a, a plant medicine. It, it had a lot of healing effects. But of course, it's been industrialized, being commercialized, being packaged. And, you know, as we all know, cigarettes are not, not for healing. So it's being uh, manufactured for the West and, and turned into something it's not. But sacred tobacco, you're not meant to actually in, um, inhale it. You're meant to actually just, just let it, um, you know, squish it out in your mouth. Let's and, save, let's save our plant medicine one more. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's save it. But, and but if yeah. anybody's interested, we'll do one specific on, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think there's so many and there's so much, isn't there? And um, yeah, if everyone's interested, we'll do a specific live. So has anyone got any questions that they want to ask Mark about what he's spoken about so far? No? We all good? What what does it, sorry, this the, the camera, what does it do exactly? What is it? I still can't quite get my head. It brings on a cathartic release, which can be, you know, um, a purge, a vomit, um, it can make you go to the toilet, like, you know, really go to the toilet and detox, and you can sweat. So it's basically a way, just, as we said before, about getting toxins out of your body okay. in any way possible. But, you know, a lot of people now, and these are even people who, um, a lot of, like, businessmen and, you know, um, kind of, like, corporate people who are now getting into it when they want to focus, because it does clear your mind. It can free you from that mind chatter. And it can just help, and um, I hate it. Um, it can just help to uh, make you feel a bit more clear-minded, focused, motivated. Just give you that little bit of oomph back in your in your um, in your body, give you your mojo back. Um, what I'd say is, it's not it's not going to cure, it's not going to fix you overnight. But it's a, I think it's a good catalyst, you know, and it's a good it's a good um, kickstart to. Yeah, I definitely. I think I I done it because of the work that I'm going to do now. Yeah. When I go tomorrow, and I was speaking to Mark about it, and he was like, "This will be a good like catalyst for you." So I don't think by any means it's one thing. It's 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 um it, it's everything. It's Sorry, a tool. it's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. But, yeah, it's a I, tool. As Liz said, really, like you know, medicines are great, but. Really, you know, we are the healers ourselves. We are the medicine and we're here to heal ourselves. And 
sometimes it can be good to just, you know, um, integrate some of these natural things. And I don't ever recommend anything that comes from Mother Nature. I mean, there's a lot of other people who are synthesizing stuff, but what I, for me, I would never take anything like that. It'd be more, it's got to be natural. It's got to be naturally occurred. It's got to come from nature. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll go more into that on the next one. Excellent. Yeah. So he's coming back. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for um, listening, for guys. Everything. Yeah. Everything you've shared with us today. And um, yeah, thank you for the incredible ceremony, the time we spent. And I'm excited for you to come back on and, um, and share some more. Me too. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you. Have a, have a lovely night, everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Take care, Mark. To that. Thank you. Yes. So, gang, I am um, off into Pachamama tomorrow. So I'll be there for a month. I'll be there for a month. Um, there's no service there unless I get on a bus to go to the, by the beach. So. Yeah, I think people go on days out and stuff there. So I think if I leave the village, then I should have service. But if not, I won't. So every Monday, I'm planning on going on, going on this bus and going and getting some service. But the month that I spend there, oh, thank you. The month that I'm there is like everything's grown there. Um, it's it's a community. People live there. They have their own currency. Um, all the food's grown there. Um, and there's two two yoga classes a day and a silent sitting of a night. So I'm going to be doing a full body cleanse there, which I feel like Kathy and Mark have prepped me for, to be honest, when I was in there, because you don't have coffee. There's no, like, shit there that you can just eat. So, yeah, it was... Um, I'll be moving into this cleanse, doing, like, a liver flush and um, juicing for the week. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing one thing a week, so I'll share, like, each point. And obviously get some pictures and videos and stuff so that on the Monday I can share with everyone. But yeah, I'm going tomorrow morning. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm going to be working with the tribes for the, for the last week in the forest. Yeah, when I was tired. Um, to get some deep connection with the design and lean into their ancient teachings. I'm at a place now where, honestly, I feel like I've done everything that I can do like mentally, emotionally and, and spiritually. Um, and it's about like me leaning into my body now, the body aspect, you know, of our mind, heart, body and soul. That's why you'll see a lot of the stuff I'm talking about and doing now is all about body because I've done the others. It's all in the membership. You don't find it all. But the, as you'll see, the body one's quite empty. That's because that's where I am. Like, so it's like an actual class. You get a book and you sit there for a week, like going to school. For the cleanse one, you've got to get in. Has anyone had a product navigation before? An enema. Yeah, you get them daily. So, I know. I know. So, yeah. She said, bring a sieve. There's nothing okay. off you anyway, Liz. It's just like, the, do you know what, though? Patty's on a cleanse um, quite a while back, and she's obviously vegan. And she was like, obviously, she wants to see. Like, it, it, it was like the, I forgot what it's called something in the colon or something came out of it because like our colon doesn't clean ourselves and um she had a piece of meat now she's been vegan for like seven years i think yeah and it was still so, there it was still there yeah yeah so it's like all the years you know eating junk food yeah. using my body you know just all the crap of it and 
when times when I wasn't as, as, as conscious as I am now. And to be honest, I didn't love or care for myself as much as I did now. And you probably wouldn't have found me listening to these type of things back then because I didn't care. Yeah. I was I was in survival mode. I wasn't at that stage of where I am now. So yeah, I'm just where I am now. Don't really know what's gonna happen. So is this what Elise says then? Or what Elite will be? Oh, have you seen Elite Claire? I've seen, <laughs> seen it. I've seen it. Elite is like another programme like Rebirth, but it's for six months and it's private. And I'm thinking about opening it up as a group one because um, private, obviously, it's a six-month programme and it's not cheap because I've got to go on for an hour every single week with one person. I've got to do feedback, I've got to do individual visualisations. Um, so, yeah, Elise is like, is, is private. It's like a one-on-one. Um, but I'm thinking of opening it up like a group, you know, like yeah. this, yeah. where there's like maybe 10 people on or something like that maybe next year so it, it, it's basically everything elite is everything but primarily elite is created to um it's for to bring high performers out of um survival and yeah, see their value I, the way and link them with um peace and harmony and joy it's basically my journey of like the way i was when i ran the last business that i had and didn't really sleep much didn't eat well never had a day off i was like toxic discipline to where I am now, being able to still have that and, you know, still be able to have successes in your career, but not kill yourself in the process. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's that's a big thing that a lot of our society struggles with. It's like a choice, like success or health, but that's not true because you can have it all. all yeah. Unreal. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's what Elite is. So exciting. I know. We haven't even started, Claire. Wait until July comes. I'm going to come out of here with all sorts of downloads. Don't know what's gonna happen in July. You don't have to reintroduce yourself to us. I know, but I'm scared because I'll be like, it's not like that brain anymore. Best self. Mm, how about yeah, our neighbor neighbor? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna be like. I don't know how I'm gonna feel. You might not even turn up on the Monday. You'd be like, nah, not today. <laughs> I'm still that place. You might like us. No, <laughs> might get you maybe. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm like, because I, if you think about it, we all have distractions, don't we? And I think as much as I lived on my own and worked alone and didn't really go out much, I still had distractions, like my phone. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm going there, I'm in a hut, and I've got no phone. <laughs> so I'm literally sitting with myself. Yeah. Nothing. No worse, because I was meant to be going and I thought, oh, well, I'll do the kids' programme while I'm there. I'll get that done. And then I went and had a word with myself in the mirror and thought, no, Liz, you're distracting yourself. You're finding something to do. You're not doing any work there. So I'm purposely going to do no work. The only work I'll be doing is probably um, visualisations to update the app because I know I'm going to be in a state of pure connection. So that'll be the time for me to record them. But other than that, we'll be doing that. Usually get on the app and there'll be 9,500 updates. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, I'm just um, just sitting with myself and seeing what comes up for me and I'm trying to, I'm here to deepen my connection with the divine so I can hear more clearly and yeah. save, save better, you know. But yeah, who knows? Oh my God. I know. But I'm going to update you on the Mondays anyway. I'll have to find, get on this bus and find the Wi-Fi tomorrow. <laughs> 
So yeah, I go in tomorrow. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll update you on a Monday. That was good. What did you think about tonight? It was a little bit different to what we normally do, wasn't it? Loved it. Enjoy it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it's, um, I'm just trying to share what I'm learning, you know, and making sure that I'm passing things on. And I'm like, do people want to know this? Or do we still want to be? So I'm trying to get a feel for what you want as well. Do you know what I mean? If you mightn't want it, but it sounds like you do. Yeah, I found yeah. it really interesting. Um, and I feel like, obviously, I want to work so much on my mental health and my mind and that. But also, it's so important to focus on your physical health. So it's like, Massively. Isn't it? It's like work synergistically. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. like a whole holistic process. So I think, yeah, it was just like really refreshing to, to hear Mark talk about what he did. And I didn't know about these BPAs and aluminium yeah, and heavy metals. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm going to look was. into that. Yeah, it blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't even given that a second thought. Yeah, and I never, and that's why I, I really want to share it. Thanks so much for sharing that, and I'm so glad that everyone shared and that they did enjoy it, because I was like, when I learned it, it blew my mind. I was like, what's in this? What's in that? What's in this? And then I thought, I wanted to pass everything on, and it's been great to hear everyone's feedback that, you know, that you enjoyed it too, because yeah. if that's the case, then I'll bring everything on. Oh, everything on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. So... I'm going to be on next week and then we've got another guest if anyone's seen the bioresonance that I done where I was hooked up to the machines about my vibration and the link between the organs. Yeah. Um, so she's going to come on live. Um, she's a lecturer in um, Israel. So she's Amazing. going to be me next week. It'll probably be like me, guest, me, guest, me, guest, like that. So we've had a guest on tonight, which is Mark, and then it'll be me next week and then there'll be a guest on the week after doing bioresonance and then it's me again. I'm doing um, parasympathetic nervous system. What we're doing next week is how different you are when you change your environment and okay. how much, like, uh, it's like we've got glasses on in our environment. It's like we think that that's all that is, you know, in our vibration. And when we shift our frequency, everything changes. Things that we start seeing, things that we, we didn't know were there. It, yeah. So, yeah, that's what, we'll, that's what we're going to do next week. For, um, has anyone got any questions about anything? No? No. 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 Okay, perfect. Well, um, I'll see you all next Monday. Should have a lot, a lot to share then. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Thank Good you. Luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Take care. Thanks, Liz. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.